0: Consider a tree, let's say an apple tree. It's a very large tree and ideally a number of apples are on this tree and from time to time, the apples fall from the tree. And what happens after the apple falls from the tree? Eventually it grows back and we have more apples. What happens if you cut off a few branches? Well, eventually, those branches will grow back and eventually produce more apples. What happens if you cut the tree at the trunk? Well, it may take years and years and years, but eventually, if treat it well, it would grow back and produce more branches and produce more apples. How do you get rid of an apple tree? You have to uproot it completely. Well, this is an image that um, Dr. Bob shoots and Father Mark Toops. Dr. Bob is a, uh, a famous uh, Catholic therapist who does a lot of work in healing ministry. Father Mark Toops, a priest from the Diocese of Homo not far from us, um, very great man. And together they've um, come up with this image as an analogy for our sinfulness, So it goes like this. The apples represent our sins. And every now and then, we may go to confession. We might repent of our sins, and it's as if the apples are falling from the tree. But what happens? Sooner or later, the apples come back. Those sins come back in our life. And sometimes we get really discouraged because we feel like we've already confessed that sin. We've already repented. We thought we were done with that. That's part of our past and we're ready to be different, but yet it's just a matter of time until we find ourselves committing sometimes the same exact sin. And so what we try to do is to cut off a branch from that tree of sinfulness. We try to get rid of it from our life and we try to do it all of ourselves, but eventually the branches grow back and the apples come back and then we can become quite disheartened, quite discouraged. And so Dr. Bob and Father Mark, what they suggest is that we need to see our sinfulness within the lens of the bigger picture. That underneath our sins, there's usually a whole story. There's usually a whole bunch of branches, the trunk, and even roots of a tree that leads to those actions. And so in terms of psychology, what he would say is, Behind the sins, usually there's some lies that we're believing about ourselves, maybe some inner vows that we've made in our own life, and those lies, those vows, those came from typically, usually some type of past hurt, some type of past wound, some type of bad experience that we've experienced um, in our past, and because we're hurt, because it's sensitive there, we have to cover it up. We have to protect ourselves. We don't want to be hurt again. And so let's put some skin on this. Maybe, um, maybe you were hurt as a child, your parents divorced. Or maybe you didn't have a good relationship with your parents. Or maybe you were bullied in school. Or maybe you were abused by someone that you trusted. And so because you were hurt in one of those different ways, now you protect yourself. You're, you say, I'm not going to get hurt again. So I cannot trust my parents, or I cannot trust that person, or I cannot trust anybody. Or maybe you say, um, I need to prove myself because I feel unworthy, or I feel ashamed, or I feel abandoned because of that experience in the past. And so we protect ourselves. And so now I'm going to um, act a certain way in order to compensate for the pain that I feel. And this might manifest in a number of ways, but usually... In the trunk of the tree, what we have is self-reliance. We take control of our lives so that we won't be hurt again. And then because we're taking control of our lives, maybe it'll manifest ourselves with um, being manipulative of others. Or maybe we'll gossip in order to try to get others to affirm our worthiness and to be better than those that we gossip about. Or maybe we'll numb our pain by turning to sins of the flesh, alcohol, or sex, or drugs. Or there could be a number of other sins, but, but hopefully you get the picture. Usually when God sees our sin, he sees our hurt. He sees what's underneath that sin. He sees what's leading to that sin. Now, of course, that doesn't necessarily set us, you know, give us permission to just act from our hurt, Because reality is, is that as we are hurt and produce more sins, we end up hurting others. And they suffer because we have not been healed. Why is it that we do the things we do? Well, there's a really good reason why. We do the things we do, the things that we don't want to do. Usually there's something underneath going on. Well, today in the gospel, Jesus talks about faith. He says, if you have faith just the size of a mustard seed, which at the time, you know, in in first century Judaism, the mustard seed was, you know, one of the smallest of all the seeds that they were aware of at the time. It's a tiny little seed. If you have faith just that much, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted into the sea. So on a literal level and on, a, on the, you know, the first direct level, as we interpret this passage, it's quite clear that Jesus is showing us that if you have just a little bit of faith, you can do the impossible. Just a little bit of faith, you can do the impossible. Well, let's go a little bit deeper on the, the, the Greek word for faith here is pistis. I think I might have mentioned this before. And pistis can be uh, translated in a few ways. Um, Of course, a lot of times when we think of faith, we think of the intellectual assent, the choice to believe, the intellectual agreement of belief, you know, like God exists. And that's true. Pistis does mean that. That's one level of pistis. But pistis actually means quite more than just that. A better translation could be faithfulness or trust. Because in addition to the intellectual assent, the act of the intellect to believe, it's also an act of the will to choose to trust, to choose to commit, to choose to be faithful to someone who is trustworthy? So, when we see this, Jesus is really saying <clears throat> if you have just a little bit of trust, in other words, a little bit of trust in God, a little bit of trust in me, a little bit of trust in God our Father, in Jesus Christ our Lord, just a little bit of trust, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted into the sea. You can do the impossible. Well, just for fun here, you know, we can apply this even more to the analogy that Father Mark and Dr. Bob have provided for us. If you have just a little bit of trust in God, you can say to this tree of sinfulness in your life, be uprooted and plant it into the sea. You know, we all have trust issues because we've been hurt we all have difficulty trusting some people in our lives and many of us have trust issues with God it's hard to trust him sometimes especially when we can't see him we don't immediately see his action in our life and it's just difficult to trust in him because a lot of times we experience suffering and none of us like that And sometimes whenever we look at our actions and we're kind of filled with shame or we look at our past or we look at our story and we get quite discouraged, we can feel like, well, there's just no hope. There's no future for me. There's no clear path for my life. I'll just always be this way. I guess I was born this way. I guess it's just how I am. It's just part of my personality. But what I want to say to you is that Healing is possible. And that freedom is attainable. And that you're not defined by your past and your story. You're not defined by your bad choices. That although we all have bad choices in our past, there are good choices to be made in our future. And if we have been trying to get rid of these bad apples that we don't want anyone to know about, healing begins... At the roots. And the key is trust. The key is just a little bit of trust in Jesus. Trust just the size of a mustard seed. If we would let God in just a little bit. He can get to the roots. Deep down in our heart. And heal us in the places where we're broken. And restore us. He can say, be uprooted, this tree of bad behavior, and plant it into the sea. And instead, let's plant a new tree, a good tree, a tree of life. So I want you to consider um, how much trust do you have in the Lord? How much trust do you have in Jesus? Do you believe the lies, that it's hopeless, that your future is not positive? Do you believe that you just lost control, that you just can't change, that you're powerless, that you're abandoned, that you're alone? Today, we want to pray for that increase in faith, but faith at its root, faith as trust, An increase in trust in the Lord because we know that God is trustworthy. He is someone to be trusted. We can trust him because he loves us and he showed us so many times that he does. And I hope and I pray that you have experienced the unconditional love from some other person. At least one, maybe even more than one. And as you've experienced that level of love, you know what it means to be healed. You know how amazing that love has been in your life, what it has done for you. And that, that is a reflection of God's love for us and just a taste because his love is far greater and so much better than anything we've ever received. And healing begins with receiving his love. And as we encounter his love, we know that he's someone to be trusted. And as we give him just an ounce, just a little bit, a little bit of trust in our hearts, he can dive straight in, uproot that tree of sinfulness, and throw it into the sea. Next time you feel hopeless, next time you feel unsure, next time you feel ashamed because of the choices that you've made, Next time you feel afraid or you feel alone, let's go back to that very simple prayer. Jesus, I trust in you. You can repeat that a few times in your head. Jesus, I trust in you. It's no coincidence that God chose that as his message of divine mercy. Because at the heart of that prayer is at the heart of our entire relationship with God. God and it's the beginning of our future. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen.